Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Kelly Copeland and Jerry Savelle. Kelly and Jerry grew up together like sisters, bonding while traveling together with their evangelist fathers, Kenneth Copeland and Jerry Savelle. They've reunited on The Kelly and Jerry Show to share their own stories of pain and joy as women in ministry and as mothers, friends, and believers. Join them in their open and honest discussion about living a life free from shame and surrendered to a God who loves you beyond all reason. Let's dive into the message. Hi, and welcome to the Beach House today. I'm Kelly, and this is Jerry. And we're here this today to celebrate and applaud and appreciate moms and just celebrate that mom life. If you are a mom watching us right now, take a break with us at the beach house. You deserve it. Every mom deserves a beach trip, don't you think? Yes, I do. I think a, a beach house for 30 minutes and a beach trip. So put that one on your vision board. Maybe you go put a load of laundry in real quick and then come see You down. ruined it. You <laughs> just ruined it. I know, but my, mom, to say, my mom thinking was going in mode, like do a load of laundry. It's, it's Mother's Day. So just forget the laundry for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be there when you get back and get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and so come join us. We're yes. going to have fun and we want to appreciate you today. We want to answer some of your questions. We got that you some good in. questions today. We did. We really appreciate you sending in your questions and and connecting with us on our social sites and also kellyandjerry.com. We also today want to appreciate our moms. We have yes. some great moms. We have we think the best moms. We think the best and great examples to people all over the world. And we also promise to uh, tell you our biggest mom fell. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe. I may have to stay tuned on that one. But, <laughs> but we do want to appreciate these two amazing women. My mom, Gloria Copeland. And my mom, Carolyn Sabell. What amazing. do you love about your mom the most? My mom, if I, I, like, if I could say one thing about my mom, it'd be really hard. But, you know, if I could just say the fruit of the Spirit. My mom really walks in the fruit of the Spirit, and she lets people be free. She's not controlling. Mm -hmm. And so I love that about her. Yeah. I think my mom is someone I can call in the middle of the night, and she would be there for me in a, a moment's notice. In She's just there for me. Isn't that good? We well, got we've, got, we've got a card. Happy Mother's Day, you two. Aren't they the cutest? What about those babies? I know. They're, um, they're kind of self-centered, I guess. My mom told <laughs> mothers, y'all are cute. But also, I appreciate, and I know you do too, our moms always had good answers to questions for us. So now that we are sort of the mature moms here, grandmother, yeah. thank you, maybe we can answer some of yours today. And will you actually send us in some great questions? And I think we got some good questions from dads too, didn't yes. we? Yeah. So we really appreciate again, all those that you sent us. So before we get started on the questions, oh, tell I'm trying me, to skip this part. I'm tell just trying to, me, let's do the questions. Tell me your worst mom fell moment. 
have to warm up for this one. <laughs> I mean, we've been honest on this show, but honestly, this one's really embarrassing to me. And I've decided to share with you what I felt is the worst, one of like the worst mom in the moment, the worst I've ever done. Okay. So one day, uh, got to church, you know, had three kids at this time, all girls. And um, I think Jenny was like, 18 months old or something and so Lindsay was almost three rachel was two years older than that she's five so we're at we're at church raising children's church and i'm just sitting there and i'm <gasps> jenny i left her at home <laughs> talk about abandonment i left <laughs> my child at home oh no i whispered to i don't remember who was sitting next to me oh, i go, have to go home Anyway, I jumped in the car, drove us like 15 minutes home, drove home, walked in the door, and Jenny was walking down the stairs. She had learned how to get out of her bed, baby bed. She's walking down the stairs and goes, Mommy. She just had a nice little nap. I'm like, hi, honey. <laughs> I guess if I never told her, she'd have never known. But oh, I felt well. guilty for years. Oh, I've left a few kids too. An 18-month-old? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Okay, my worst one is I lived in Colorado at the time and our house was like three stories, three tiered, and we had these stairs you could see through. So I was doing dishes, um, putting them in the dishwasher, and I had Madison. She was probably a year old, maybe, year and a half. And she had this tiny little voice and I hear, Mama, Mama. And I say, hold on, baby, I'm doing dishes. She was about 18 months. Mama. So I finally get done with the dishes. I, I come around the corner. My baby is hanging off the ledge with their little tiny fingers going to drop to the bottom floor in between the stairs. And she's just, Mama, I still wake up sometimes. She's 20 now. I still wake up seeing my little baby hanging and just quietly calling me. And but I'm going. She didn't fall. She didn't fall. I okay, well, that's not. That doesn't qualify. That was a mom saved. You saved no, your child. The fact that my baby was hanging. <laughs> so I said, "Drop in mommy's arms." And so she fell in my arms. I can't even reach her. So see, even when she fails, she <sighs> is the savior of her daughter. I still, which like, is funny that we told a story about Madison and Jenny because they look like twins mm -hmm. when they're baby pictures yeah. I mean, Jenny's older but they really look so much alike I know, it's amazing but obviously you can tell at least I told you a real fail and you can tell that we've been there <laughs> but I don't know why you feel guilty you saved your daughter but well anyway I saved her, moving but... on <laughs> I know how you feel though when you just feel like you're not paying attention yeah and you're focused on something that's well most of you guys know we are single moms and we have 11 children between us. Yeah. Um, my oldest is 29 and my youngest is 11. And what do you, you have? Two married. Yes, two, two married. married. No grandkids yet. And my oldest is 35. Wow. 36. I don't know. One of those. And <laughs> my youngest is eight. And I have three married and three grandkids. Wow. Yeah. So we so, have some experience. Yes. And we want you to know, moms, today that we see you, we've been there. I mean, being a mom isn't easy or any dad would do it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's but, good. I mean, it isn't easy. It's work and it's con I mean, here's the thing about being a mom. You have to give yourself credit for. You don't get to learn to be a mom 
until you're already a mom mm -hmm. and well into your first child, well into actually they may be out of high school before you really know what you're doing. And it feels like you know what you're doing, you know, when you have grandkids and you're like, those are easy. And that should have started with those. The first child is always that experimental, experimental. first time, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I always want to say thank you to Rachel for, you know. <laughs> She was a good experiment. She turned out all right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some great questions today. You want to start on those? Yes. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, yeah, I do. And uh, Jerry, and this one's for you. Okay. So how can a busy mom maintain a deep relationship with the father? It seems like busy moms are spread so thin that our relationship with the father gets spread thin and yet gets spread thin too. And yet it's the very thing that we need the most. I mean, I think this person that asked the question knows the, the key to it, but yeah. how do you do that? Well, for me, busy? I am a busy mama. And um, for me, it's, it's a priority. You know, I liken it to brushing my teeth. It's not an option for me to go without brushing my teeth all day. So it's the same with my relationship with the Lord. It's something that I have to make a priority, um, hopefully before I get out of bed, you know, that I've, I've spent some time. And what I've started doing lately just to give me, is I'm a snooze hitter. I do. I snooze one time. I do. But I put the word on mm. and that snooze. So I get eight minutes of hearing the word and then I'm, I'm talking to the Lord yeah. and then I get out of bed. But I think, I mean, you got to make it a priority. It's like working out. You got to make it a priority. Whatever's important to you, you're going to make a priority in your life. And that should be the number one priority. Well, I actually talk to him first thing in the morning too. I, I mean, just talk. And I think that helped me the most is talking to him like he's a real person, like yes. he's your friend, like he's sitting here talking to you. I talk to him that way. And it just, he's so real. Mm -hmm. You know, one day it occurred to me, oh, he's, you're my human. I mean, he's your human in yeah. the Trinity. He's your human. So talk to him and it'll really change how you approach him, how you deal with him. That, that helps me. Yeah. I talk to him all day long. I have a question for you. Okay. How do we pray for adult children that are not close to Jesus and refuse to listen to you? Okay, well, boundaries is a good word to use here, I think, because um, they don't actually have to listen to you. So I think trying to exert control over that is a mistake. Um, it's not going to get the best result that you want. So I think you have to pray for your children first and you have to pray for them without judging them. You know, Jesus, let Jesus do the judging, let him do the deciding what needs to happen with them. You know, like Martha prayed for Mary, Lord, make her come help me. That kind of prayer is not a Jesus kind of prayer. That's the kind of where you ask a miss <laughs> when the Bible calls it. But, you know, when you pray for them, let the Lord lead you in the words to pray and pray over them with love and then walk in love with them and realize they get to make their own choices. You, you said adult children. So love them, be there for them, read a boundaries book so you can learn how to set good boundaries so you are their, you know, you're less their uh, instruction giver and let the Lord Jesus take that care of that over them. And it really makes it easier to love them if you're not judging them. And if you're not taking the care of the results of their actions, because sometimes, you know, those consequences of their choices will teach them just like the consequences of your choices taught you. At least that's what the Lord said to me when I was kind of fretting over the same thing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. 
Um, we have another question here. It says, I'm struggling as a mom with a teenage son, trying to keep him from getting sucked in by the world. Um, try not to get hurt by his attitude at home and basically trying to keep God first in his life. How would you, why don't you answer that one? Well, um, I would say that, you know, for me, um, the way my parents raised me is that they led by example. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents didn't push or force Jesus down me. It's, I wanted to be like them. They were cool. In fact, you know, Terry and I went to a public high school and the whole football team showed up one night at our house and Terry and I are like, cool, all the football guys are here. You know what? They didn't even come to see us. They wanted to hang out with my dad. They thought my dad was like the coolest guy. But I think if you live your life in a way that, um, you know, it's an example to them, they want to be like you. I mean, there are so many pools on, in the world for our kids. And, and it's so much more today with social media and not like when we were growing up, you know, that influence and that pool. But it's so important. I think you really monitor what your children are watching. Be involved. Don't just um, trust them. Like mm -hmm. really look at what they're doing. Trust them, not the devil. Uh, let, yeah. <laughs> you know, my kids know that we can read their text messages. Mm, um, passwords. You need yeah, their passwords. I think you need to be up in their space <laughs> and be involved and know what's going on. What are they watching in their rooms? What are they looking at on their and be involved in and talk to them about there is nothing out there in that world that that you would want, you yeah. know. I talked to my kids about drinking and, and things, you know, you just, you don't want to go there. You don't want to open the door to certain things. But I think um, finding that balance of being a friend, someone they can talk to, but also you're their parent, mm -hmm. you know, and you are going to be up in their business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember when Max was growing up and I was single at the time. I mean, he was 13, you know, God needs, you know, somebody to talk to at that age, a parent. And he was stuck with me for a while, you know, and I just said, you know, he goes, I don't want to talk to you about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you either, but <laughs> got to do it. I, I said, if, we'd, if we could press through, Max, if we could just talk about these things now, because, you know, I'm all you have. <laughs> um, I, th I said, we can talk about anything mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives. And so it's true. Now he's a grown man. He's married. And we really literally can talk through anything from politics to finances to the things in his life, things in my life. It's really a blessing that you build a relationship with your kids later today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a question here. Both, maybe both of us could answer about strong-willed children. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have a, I have a few. <laughs> and I was one. So you know. <laughs> so I know. From experience. Well, I'll take a, a stab at it and then you, you can tell your experience. But, you know, uh, any child, strong will, they all have a will. And actually, even the ones that don't appear to be strong will, you may find some passive aggressive strong will, pass, you know, that sort of silent mm. but <laughs> strong, you know, where they're having their own way. They're just going about it in a less obvious way. Yeah. So you need to watch out for that. I think, you know, consequences. So whether they're, you know, it's the, you know, in the word, it says 
to if you spare the rod, you hate the, your child. And I know people don't like that today, but it is true. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn how to do it, and you have to do it in love and not anger and all of that. I don't know. We may talk about. I know it's a touchy subject, but I just have to validate the. I mean, the word is true. I mm -hmm. can't validate it or invalidate. It. I can just say I believe it, and it works. Yeah. On top of that, though, I've learned to use consequences that uh, correlate with what their choices are. So then they're also learning that if I choose this, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So if a strong-willed child is just determined to go this way and you let it happen, sometimes they need to face that, what happens if they go that way, because they don't like it and they learn quickly that way as well. But also don't save them from consequences. You know, if they decide I'm not doing my homework, let them get that zero. Let them have the effect of that because then they learn. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I am a strong-willed child. You were a good, easy child, mm -hmm. weren't you? Yeah, but I had that, the reason I said that about passive-aggressive is I realized as an adult that I just went about it in a different way. Yeah, well, I was the strong-willed child. And um, I think Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way they should go. But the part I like in the Amplified, it says, keep him with his individual gift or bin. And I think it's so important that as a parent, you know, my six kids, they're all so different. And there are some really strong-willed ones. But you know what? God created mm -hmm. our children with their personality and their giftings and their strengths. And being strong-willed is a strength. I don't look at that as something bad in my life. I am strong-willed. I'm a tough girl. I am five foot and I am tough, but that's a good thing. And so those children that you don't want to mess with the gifting and the personality that God, so being able to know how to discipline and correct, mm -hmm. but keeping with their individual gift is so important because they're not all going to be the same. My sister was just an easier child to raise for my parents. She was, I wasn't. But I turned out okay, so. Well, you know, I, I, and then when you say that, uh, I had that experience with Jenny because she was so tenacious, strong-willed. But those are all good things. They are. And one day the Lord said to me, she's an evangelist. And I'm, that shocked me. And he said, it takes a strong will to bring two forces together, a strong tenacity, he said. So he began to show me how to not correct away the tenacity, but to turn it. Mm -hmm. So it's true. And that helped her. Yeah. And of course, now she's started Children's Home in Greece and doing a lot of amazing thing and very passionate about the Lord. Mm -hmm. So it is true. Yeah. So it's here's true. one. How do you deal with a child who is much smarter and talented than <laughs> you and funny. put you down for it? <laughs> no, I've never... Uh, you know, don't listen. I mean, if they're older, then just don't, I mean, you don't have to listen to anything. They don't allow them to put you down and don't ever allow them to make you think they're smarter. Even if they are, it doesn't matter. You're the parent, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Jenny used to make me feel that way. I'd be, she'd, I'd say something. She goes, no, you said, I mean, she's little. She said, no, you said we're doing such and such. I'm like, I didn't. Did I? I mean, don't let them see you question yourself. So funny. Um, Dylan, I've told you this story. Uh, my 18-year-old, it was before he got his license, and he can tend to think I'm, you know, that he's smarter than me. But we're in L.A. We're driving. I used to live in L.A. He didn't even have his license yet. He's telling me how to drive. I said, first of all, you have a learner's permit. 
I lived in Los Angeles and I've been driving for 35 years. Stop telling me how to drive. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to listen, right? Get up in the morning and go, I don't have to listen to them. I don't have to believe what they're telling me is true. Anyway, and you know, I was going to say a while ago, which is good for all these questions, Boundaries with Kids, that book, it will really help set you straight about your purpose and about what boundaries help your child. Because I think sometimes people feel mean for putting in a boundary or saying no. This is the this is my boundary, mm -hmm. this, and it's about their boundary, but it's very much about yours. Yeah. So don't what well, you don't allow them to do, or don't allow them to make you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So boundaries with kids is a really good book. Okay, um, let's see. How do you take care of your aging parent and take care of your household too? <laughs> our parents aren't normal aging people, <laughs> you know, but I know um, our producer, Kim, has dealt with that. And, and I think I watched her and observed her take care of her parents and help her parents and manage her own household. I think you have to get with the Lord about momentarily what is the most important thing for me because... I think when it is it is our job and biblically to help our parents when they get to that place that they need help doing mm -hmm. things and being taken care of yet you have to have good boundaries so i mean it, it really jesus has got to help you and sometimes it you know i don't know you just have to ask jesus yeah i can't really answer it from experience do you no i think time management you got to pray about yeah. your time management right. how to be spread you know helping a whole bunch of people so and maybe getting the kids in on it too because that's their grandparent and they need to help and that way they don't feel as much like you're over here doing this and you're away from me but everybody's in it together and make a decision as a family we're going to help we honor our parents so yeah this one says um Somebody requested that we talk to young mothers and old about staying off their phones and paying closer attention to their children. You know, I thought that was a really good point to make mm -hmm. because I remember when, um, when I'd pick up everybody picking up after school. I still pick one up after school, you know, uh, Emily, some days. But when, I, you know, I got conscious of turning the radio off when they get in the car mm -hmm. or getting off your phone. It's a real deal. They need to get your attention. Yeah. I know my sister told a story one time that um, she only has the one child, Cassidy, when she was little. But she said that she'd go in the playroom. Cassidy would pull her in there and want her mom to play with her. So Terry would sit there, but she'd have paperwork, you know, doing mm -hmm. some work. And she was like, well, I'm here. And the Lord got her attention and said, put the work down and actually spend time. And I see that all the time when I'm out. You know, a mom's sitting there at the park or a kid's playing, but she's, you know, scrolling. So Which I, think, I get it because you've got so many things to do. You want to get everything done. We all want to maximize our time. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm big, though, at my house. I've said this before on the show, but, you know, we sit at the dinner table at night, and, and I always say no electronics. So everybody has to be off their phone, and we look at each other, and we engage in conversation. That's cool. And we do this little thing. We go around what was the worst part, and we end the best part of your day. Okay. And, and if they don't have a worst part, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you have to stop and think for a minute. If I'm maximizing my time, then this moment that I'm picking them up or spending an hour at the table, 
you're maximizing their life. You're maximizing your relationship for years down the road by focusing for that little hour, that mm -hmm. little hour and a half. You know, I always think too, when you pick up your kids at school, that first, at least in my experience, that first 30 minutes, they will tell you everything. They'll tell you what this person said and that person said. And after about an hour, if you, at, if you didn't see them for an hour after school mm -hmm. and you ask them, how was your date? Fine. What'd you do? Nothing. Yeah. Anything extra? Nothing. It's like that first few minutes. So really take advantage of that. Thank yeah. you for sending that comment in. That was a really you good know, one. You know, I just thought of something too when you're saying picking up your kids from school. I learned too that when you see your child after they've been at school, smile. Yeah. When you see them, when they get in that car or they get off the bus and they're walking the door, smile and be happy to see them. You know, it's so important that they feel loved and welcomed home again. And, you know, not everybody picks them up from school. You may uh, not get to see your kids till five, six o'clock at night. And that's where my life is different than it used to be now. I don't always get to see Emily for you know a couple hours after school but if you're purposeful about it and you make it a habit and you're always conversing and you're saying you know save some of your thoughts and conversations for when we get home tonight because I really want to hear about your day that way they're purposeful about it and if you start it early it'll be easy and easier yeah. and you know I, I think that there's a such a thing as stay-at-home mom guilt there's working mom guilt so here's the deal don't feel guilty <laughs> don't let that uh, attach itself to your thinking because, you know, don't be guilty. Yeah. We're here. We're going to do the best we can. And we're going to believe God to make up the rest. That's yeah. what my mom used to say. Exactly. We're already out of time. I can't no. believe it's gone by so fast. <laughs> I want to challenge you today. If you're a mom, like don't, it, don't feel bad. If you've done some things or you've just kind of gone with emotions and going through the routine of life and don't feel bad. Get over that. But today, I want to challenge you with how can I be a better mom today? What can I do, Lord, that will bless my children today? Don't take them for granted today. Look at my chi your child and say, how can I bless you today? What can I do for you? Talk to them. Spend time with them. That's the challenges. Don't get in the routine. Even if they're adult children, call them up today. Tell them I love you. I'm so glad that I got Pick to be your mom. That's my challenge to you today. And, you know, I want to pray for you, but um, I tried to wear my necklace, but, you know, the magic of TV does not cover up the jingling necklaces. <laughs> but I did leave it here because I wanted to say this is one of my giving keys. And it says in here, everything you need is inside. And I want you to remember that no matter what your question is, no matter what it is that you feel that way about or how you um, think you're failing your kids, everything that you need is inside and every person you need is inside you. And his name is Jesus. You know, he empowered his own mother to do the worst, hardest mothering job that anybody ever did was Mary. And he started her out. The angel gave him the message of the Lord saying, you are endued with grace and power. And so that same thing is yours because that same God, Jesus, is on the inside of you. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.